everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched the final two episodes, that's 15 and 16, of My Country, The New Age. Woo! Woo! (laughs) I simultaneously have so much to say and only one thing to say. Okay, let's hear your one thing. Um, I mean, like, is it okay if we jump to the end end? I expect no less from us. Yeah, I to think we've done that every episode, yeah. so why not? Um, I, I'm kind of looking for, I don't know if I want validation more here, or if I want to be maybe, like, corrected because I'm probably wrong here. So I just want you to go with what you feel. If you agree, let's do this. Let's go. If you think I'm wrong, I'm open to having my mind changed. I was low-key. I don't think the ending was bad I, at all. I thought it was very good. It was beautiful. I had some disappointment. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I'm way more of a simpleton. I think I have a pretty low bar for what makes me happy in movies and TV shows. Like, my parents raised me on B-movies. They We love a simple story. So maybe, so like, I don't know, I'll come into it with that. And I'll say, <laughs> I cried my eyes out. I loved it. I was happy with it. But I'm excited to hear the finer points in which you were not satisfied. Yeah, I wish that I had taken some more time to really, you know, pencil them down in the 10 minutes between, you know, me finishing the episode and us hopping on this recording. No, I mean, I was amazed that you were gonna, you were just ready to hop on right after finishing the episode. I cried for like half an hour after I finished, but maybe that's just because my life is in shambles. I don't know. I do find that the more stressed I am, the harder I cry at a yeah. K-drama, which is surprising. I've been pretty stressed lately, just in real out- outside of K-drama life life. Uh, but that said, I-, I cried. I do not want you to think I'm made okay. of stone. I I totally cried. Sion Ho got me pretty fucking good when he said, I missed you so much. I just sobbed. Oh, that boy. Oh, Yeah. How dare he? How dare <laughs> Right at the end. After everything he put us through. (laughs) But that was the thing, right? And I, like I was saying, I wish I had articulated or taken time to kind of organize my thoughts a little bit. I, but I couldn't say definitively, I, I can kind of point in directions of what I was a bit disappointed with. Yeah, Uh, we can talk this through live on air. This is going to be... Where you organize your thoughts. Okay, perfect. It's it's a little like therapy, but instead yeah. it's K-dramas. Yes. Um, and I am completely unqualified. <laughs> Which honestly makes two of us. No one's es- experts on any content matter that we've ever discussed when we've gotten on here. Ever. Nope. <laughs> so let's try it. Let's jump into this. Let's go. Okay, so I was disappointed in that... It felt like it it felt like everything that our main characters did kind of amounted to nothing. Okay, I mean that's fair. I was going to ask you like 
My opener was to ask you to explain why they died, because I don't really understand. Right, because it's one of those things where I think that they were trying to make sure that when Bongwon became king, he didn't just continually send people to slaughter everyone that essentially Seogum's legacy, I guess, the people that he loved and protected, and and then also, you know, the little found family that we've put together with the good bandits, the two good boys, and Huijay, and all of that, which I, I get that. I think what makes it feel like it amounted to nothing is those people would not have been in danger if... Any of the opportunities to walk away from, like, something that in the end didn't seem to matter that much to them anymore, anyway, had, if they had taken any of those opportunities to walk away, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, maybe Sionho didn't have to come back, and obviously I'm grateful he did, and there's, you know, narrative reasons he did, and thematic reasons it resulted in the boys making up becoming friends again, which is beautiful. It was everything I could have ever wanted. I guess it was just tough because it's one of those things that Sienho actually described it in his massive character growth in the course of just these two episodes. Mm-hmm. He described it as my family was here all along, or there. I always felt like I only had two choices, but I think I willfully ignored the the third choice of just having a good life. I could be poor. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You could be poor. You could and have been poor. In a lot of ways, it sucks. Like, Hui's only goal in life was to not die of starvation. That sucks. But you could have also had a little family and been happy in that way. So it's a, I see it's a tough choice. And I see why it wasn't on your radar. Yeah. But and you yes, thought you could change the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, though, right, is that he didn't, really. And nothing that Hui did really changed. Obviously, he was a big... About halfway through the series, he was pretty much the reason Bang Wan succeeded in not dying. And there were just so many things. But he, it as much as Hui would say, you know, I believe in the world Bang Wan's trying to build, at the end of the day, he walked away from that too because there were more important things and so it's not it's like they put themselves in this situation that they thought they cared so much about and then at the end they said oh shit we don't actually care about that we care about this but now all this is at risk and so then we'll die (laughs) it's not like they fought for this this thing and saw it through to the end if that makes sense they, yeah. they fought a million small battles that, I guess, like, taught them the meaning of life or, or whatever. I guess maybe I'm proving myself wrong, but I'm not, I'm not feeling convinced still that, that them dying at the end was satisfying. I don't mind main character deaths at the end of the series. I just felt, I felt unsatisfied with this. And I, the more I talk about it, I feel the more we get lost. I don't know, therapist, do you have any, do you know where I'm coming from? Do you have any insight? Yes, I'm right there with you in, I appreciated that they were, they learned a, a million different lessons through a million different trials. I think that was 
beautifully done, and it was occasionally hard to follow, but well done. And at the end, it all tied together well. I think where I lost the plot, where I got confused, was Bong Wan's role in it all, which they made him such a fantastically gray character that maybe it just wasn't supposed to be clear. Maybe it was intentional that it wasn't clear, but it felt like there were a few key points missing from his character. The foundation of his character being that he killed his teacher, Sogom, for being better than he was, and then, and being a, I don't, I want to say like quote-unquote traditionalist, him saying, I am a person of this nation, and that's who I am sworn to protect, not you and your idea of a nation, but the nation that I am in and that I exist in now, the one that's real. That's what I'm going to protect. And I just, there's like a disconnect there between their ideals that I kind of understand, but not really to have that open conversation about their views. It was just frustrating. And then to see Bongwon go on and spend the rest of his life crafting this country and trusting no one, betraying all these people. I absolutely loved his ending where he's sitting on the throne and laughing and crying. I thought that was just a perfect representation of his character and kind of the end of his legacy, how he got to the throne being such a painful journey that he said he was willing to take. He was willing to sacrifice everything and trust no one and be alone, be cursed at for all these years to ascend to this level and then finally get there and be like, what, almost what have I done? I thought that was a beautiful ending, but I don't, yeah, I, I was, I think I got confused with like the treaties and this like we kept saying like if i get the northern army to band together and then i get bongwan to revoke his order then we can all live and we can all be okay and then he does get bongwan to revoke the order but then they all they both died anyways i was like i'm lost i'm so confused about the politics what is happening yeah it just felt like i guess it's realistic that your plans don't always come to fruition, but it just felt like we had these two strategists that had beaten the odds so many times before, especially Hui. Hui continually beat the odds. Sien Ho beat the odds in that all of the times he got fully gut-stabbed, he survived. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they the both show had too many fake deaths. Yeah, the, they both got gut-stabbed a whole bunch, but... Yeah. Uh, I think maybe if we went back and took a tally, probably Sien Ho got, got stabbed maybe one, maybe two more times than we. The fact that he was still alive to give his deathbed speech at the end was <laughs> enough to be like, Sien Ho is unreal. He is a god. <laughs> he took two full, sp- like, spears, the the diameter of my fist <laughs> through, through the gut and then a sword through the chest and then he just chilled until we got back <laughs> and then he talked for a while <laughs> despite the fact that he probably did not have lungs at that point no. they if were he did, liquefied they would be full of blood yeah, yeah. 
nothing. Like, he stabbed Young, and that dude went down immediately. You guys were stabbed in the same spot. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Sona is a demigod, and that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, we love it. We love Sanho, even though also... It's we, we trashed unbe- him for most of this yeah. series. Well, it's still pretty unbelievable that he waited until the last two episodes to care about anything actually important. Oh my god. See, I guess that's... I'm forgive and forget. I'm always the guy <laughs> who's like, I don't remember 14 episodes. I remember the last two, though, and they they gave me everything. They gave... I even... Episode 15, I guess, I can say, in my notes at least, I had written, this romance is giving us nothing, the friendship is just barely starting to come together, and then episode 16, it was like, here you go, it's everything you wanted from the whole series, we've done it, it's on a platter for you, and I was like, yep, eat it up, thank you. <laughs> and that's why I cried so much, because I'm, I'm a simple lady, they just squeeze it, squeeze in everything I want right at the end and make me cry my eyes out. That's all you need. I also typically don't need much. I just need some good stuff at the end. I think that they mu- there's something they didn't deliver, and I just can't figure out. Because it's not that I needed them to live. I just can't put into words exactly what it is that I didn't... Sometimes when someone dies at the end of a K-drama and you've invested, you know, 16 hours into this K-drama, and and you love it with your whole heart, Uh, even though you have trashed one of the main characters for most of the drama. (laughs) You still loved him. You just... He was such a rascal, such a twerp. (laughs) Um, But I just... So much invested, and there have been so many K-dramas where it gets to the end, and, you know, someone dies, and it's kind of beautiful and you cry a lot and you think about the sacrifices they made and it's crazy because both of these boys did that but there was just something where it happened and I just thought what? Yeah, yeah and for me it was the politics like I said but I can't explain because I didn't get it how could I explain it? It's, I don't know what they were doing, what the plan was, who they were protecting, why they died. Or why, yeah, why he, why they needed to be involved at all anymore, except that Bongwon willed it into being, but also Uh it almost felt inconsistent that he would will it into being, because he was, you know, doing a scorched earth policy for most of the drama, I'll give them that, it doesn't, maybe makes total sense for him to or it does make a, a, a good deal of sense for him to decide to just kill everyone that has yeah. been even remotely in his way. That said, it just feels like they weren't really in his way. Yeah, and there were, I swear to God, like four different scenes where Bong Wan would be like, we kill Hui. No, we don't. Yes, we're going to kill him. We're going to kill everybody. But not Hui. This no. time, Maybe. I was like, and Maybe then you got the king doing the same thing, and I I think between the two of them, and then Hui going, am I going to die today? No, I am not, because, and he's trying to explain the plot to all of us in the audience, 
and you're like, sir, can you say it one more time? Can you can you explain it more slowly and stop including new parties at the very last episode? Because I can't keep track of who all these people are and what direction they're trying to move in. But I know you're trying to protect someone, and that's why you're going to die. I don't know. I completely lost the plot, so I understand why it wasn't as heartbreaking as it could have been. Yeah. But I was still devastated because they did such an incredible job where they lacked in the politics and the storyline there i think they did an incredible job wrapping up the relationships they gave us so much in the bromance and the romance and bringing back yawn even they had a flashback sequence that i was like this is one of the best flashback sequences i've ever seen in okay drama like so well placed yeah. I usually get pretty worn out yeah. about two scenes into flashbacks, and th- it was not the case with this flashback. It, they did such a good job. So I guess that's where they did get me. That I was like, I don't know why they're dying, but I'm very sad they're dying. 100%. I also thought it was so lovely how they tied up the characters who got to survive. I yes. was really impressed Probably they didn't need to continually gut stab Moonbok as well, but I guess we'll just uh, keep trying to take him away from us. I guess. Yeah, I, on the cusp of him becoming a parent. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> cool. Thanks for that. That just feels like emotional blackmail a little bit, but I will take. He lived, so I'll take it. He got yeah. to be there for his daughter. But I feel like they wouldn't even commit. They'd be like, oh, he was stabbed. And then the next scene is him and, like, Moonbok and Chido on the run from trying not to get stabbed again instead of kind of the moment of respite that you get when someone's actually dying. Like, the moment where Sono's sec- right-hand man, his Ooh. his buddy, he died. You could tell it was a death scene because they slowed it down. They paused everything. Nobody was fighting anymore. So you, if things got serious really fast. You you know they know how to do a death scene. So yeah. it was frustrating that they kept doing these scenes with Moonbok where they'd be like, you should be scared. He's going to die. But we're not going to slow things down. It's still going to be pretty fast paced. You're not going to have a moment to think about it. And now he's fine. It doesn't match the actual vibe of him actually dying. It's just a, a little tease at what if, what if we killed Moonbot? What if we killed the comedic relief? Just think about it. What He's would you got do? Children, think about it. <laughs> Don't. I guess. Okay, we won't. We won't. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that was a big one. I also the amount of times where we just left Cheeto to fight 17 men single-handedly. I was so into it. Play that song. Play that song. And then it's Cheeto's show. I'm I'm fully in. True. Uh, I would 100% watch the Cheeto spinoff of My Country, The New Age. I want to know who he was dating. I almost expected him. The way way he and Hui J low-key, like, glanced at each other, I was like, wait, are they finding (laughs) solace in each other? I think he's a little old for her. He was pretty much second dad. He didn't age a day, but he was pretty much second dad to 
he was selected as second dad to Yun and Hui, but that didn't work out. So let's not, Hui Jae, let's not date your ex-lover's stepdad. Yeah. It just is too weird. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't get that vibe at all from that scene, okay, but I was curious who he was dating, and I feel like that's a mean cliffhanger. Yeah, you don't get to do that. If there's not a Cheeto spinoff now, I just don't even know what we're doing. But yeah. also don't kill him at the end, because I expected him to die multiple times, but then they would just leave him there, and I was like, they probably won't just have him never show up again. They they would hurt us a lot more with his death. They would slow it down and wa- make us watch him get stabbed 60 times. Yeah, I thought for sure Scythe Boy was going to kill him, and they would have that moment, that actual death moment where... The grandma and the children are all running away, and Cheeto's fending off Scythe Boy for the umpteenth time, and they end up killing each other like Taehyung and Sono did. But they didn't, which is great. We would have had to turn off the show so early. We would have missed the next half hour of the finale, but it was surprising that Cheeto made it. Deeply surprising. And so now if they do a spin-off that we're writing, then... They can't just take him away, because at this point, they've done it. They've made me think he's invincible. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible, because I really thought they were going to use that man against me, because I love him. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it. And I don't understand, but if anything happens to him now, I couldn't possibly. So, a <laughs> spinoff where he survives... Yeah, I was very surprised. I I would love to see that. I'm super stoked for this spinoff. I'm super into it. I was very surprised that all three of the Good Bandit Boys made it. I fully could have seen... God, what's the third one's name? Do you remember? Bogom. It's not that. The ex-slave. Yeah. Whose name neither of us knows, we did get to the finale, (laughs) and we don't know. We knew it at one point. I think we said it in another episode, so you guys probably know who we're talking about. The third one, the ex-slave, he had a moment where he walks away from Bongwon. He mic drops. He says, I know you've done a lot for me, but you can't kill my best friend's dad. That's not cool. And he leaves, and Taehyung goes to stab him. I fully expected him to die in that moment. And yeah. I think, yeah, I would not have blamed the show if that had been his death. I think that would have been a cool mic drop moment that he says, I might die for this, but I'm standing up for what I believe in. I think if any of them had died, though, then at least one of the main boys would have had to live. Hui or Sionho, because I think the whole point they were trying to make is that it's those people that Hui and uh, Sionho were fighting for, and mm. and that they... It, it's that whole... I mean, Hui Jae said it. We, we don't have to go back over it. She monologued it at the end, where she just talked about the people that that are here, are, that's the country, or whatever, something, something. I liked the, that. I liked was, that monologue. It was really, really beautiful, and I was glad she made it to the, I mean, that, she was the one person I had no doubt would make it to the end. You're so good at calling it. Oh my <laughs> god. Um, yeah, I just had no doubt, because she was, 
incredibly, incredibly smart, and she wasn't... They didn't set her up as the type of character that they would damsel, at least not too hard. They sort of damseled her a little bit, but even then, she she's always been pretty good at taking care of herself, mm-hmm. and she wasn't really ever used as sincere emotional blackmail against yeah. us. So I felt pretty confident that she she could make it to the end. But yeah, her whole monologue uh, talking about the people and everything, I think that that's where it, it where maybe something we didn't pick up before the end that gave invincibility to all of the people the boys cared the most about. Sort of. I don't know. Pretty much just Hui, because Yan died, and that was pretty much the only other person besides Hui that Siano cared about. I'm yeah. talking myself out of every... I, I start saying a thing, and then I just talk <laughs> myself out of it, is what I, I do. I think you're right that, yeah, Hui got to see the people he died to protect, or we got to see the people that Hui died to protect live on, and that was the whole point of Hui's death. Like, extricated from any political BS that was going on, he went in trying to protect the people he loved, and he did that, and he died for it. So it's beautiful that we got to see them living on, and I think Sono similarly just wanted to protect Hui in any way he could, even if that didn't mean seeing Hui live on. I think he was proud to be able to protect him to the extent that he did so that he could face Yon again. And like, I think he had kind of given up on his own life. He had then sort of like the many swords that we saw kind of team up with all these different people in the show. I think he decided I will devote my life to this person whose mission I believe because I no longer have a mission of my own now that Yon is gone. So I think that was that was all right with me. I liked it at least. Like, yeah. I'm done. I'm done plotting. I'm done conniving. I'm just going to be Hui's bro now, and that's how I'll go out. I'll try and let him live, but if I can't do that, at least I'll let the people that he loves live. Yeah. I'm also glad that he got to have just a momentary relationship with each of them. He got to have a bit of a moment with every single one of the people that we loved because, and it was really genuine. I did love his farewell tour. His whole farewell tour was very good. He got to make friends. He got to feel what it was like to be part of a community. He got to feel what it would have been like to live a simpler life that he maybe couldn't change the world from that position, but he could live in a good world for him. Yeah, I think it's what our listeners wanted for us as well, is to see that Sono just did not have this perspective. He was never, he never considered how his life could have been different if he just prioritized his friends over his status, what he was born into, because that was never taught to him. That was never something he could even fathom. And it was, it was good for me to be able to see it on screen and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, due to his upbringing, he never got to see those things and understand how good it would feel to sacrifice everything in his life for these things that are much more important, these things that are immeasurable. And yeah, to see his farewell tour was perfect for him and perfect for me. Yeah, I just 
wish that it could have happened a little bit earlier in the series so that we could have gotten a way less of the boys just flip-flopping, being kind of low-key frenemies, gut-stabbing each other every couple episodes. Yeah, you're still not going to convince me that these boys were friends for this whole show. No, they were not. I. It's fine that Seonhom missed him. That was beautiful. Uh, like I said, that was what got me, was his friend finally saying, I missed you this whole time so much. Th- this is what's important to me. But obviously there were some times it really didn't seem to feel very important to him. Yeah. They literally... Yeah. They would have been fine watching each other die as long as they got to kill Sionho's dad <laughs> in the way they wanted to. That was what most of the show was about, so you can't <laughs> convince us that they were best friends the whole time. We would have loved if they'd come together just a little bit sooner. Yeah. I wanted a little bit more of them being friends, either at the beginning or, or at the end. But it was a little bit tough to have 80% of the show them literally at war. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. Similar to the romantic storyline, I feel like it was giving us nothing for so much of this K-drama. They'd give us little little tiny hints that they loved each other, and then it kind of petered out, and they were giving us the least for, like, four episodes. And then episode 16, we finally figured out his love language, and he was like, You are my dream. You are my everything. You are the whole reason I have survived up until this point. Like, could have fooled me. I thought it was your sister that was the reason you were surviving. But thanks for finally realizing that Huijie exists. That's (laughs) fine. Better late than never. And I know you're just using this to make me sad, but I feel like it's been pretty clear how much Huijie loves you. And that hasn't changed. So it is still painful that she has to watch you die. Yeah, she's been nothing but consistent and strong in her love for your dumb ass. So So I'm still going to be sad, but just know that you had very little to do with it, Mr. One Episode of Romance. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you said all the right things, because it was some of the most genuine, beautiful romance monologuing that I've seen. But yeah, the fact that it was happening only consistently in the last few episodes, I guess that would have been a lot harder. I don't know if it's harder that they seemed to always be missing each other and they never really got stability to be together, or if it's more, if it would have been more sad if they had established a future together? Yeah, I just don't know if we ever would have believed it. I can't think of a way that they would have set up a future together. Like, it seemed like the kind of red string of fate bracelets were the best that they could do. I couldn't see him pulling out a ring or whatever the equivalent might have been and saying, like, after after this, let's get married and run off together. Because I just couldn't see them doing that. Yeah, I I think that maybe in a perfect world where they did not have to probably exit the capital forever because of how ingrained they got in super high-level politics, 
in a world where that didn't happen, I think it would have been really cool and interesting to have him just become a part of Ihuaru, kind of the same way that Gyul is, where he's there to protect and he's there to to help and not really in a maybe subservient kind of way but just in a this is the life that the person I love has chosen and I support them in that it doesn't have to be you know more than that he doesn't have to have grand schemes where he goes and lives abroad and travels and fights in wars necessarily right it could just be that he is happy to to be and she is happy to see her see Madame Sio's legacy living the the woman who raised her and you know protecting the people she, she loves and her interests and stuff like that using secrets and lies and they could just live there and cuz I don't know where Gyo lives but I assume it's there also that he has yeah. like a room or whatever so why not why couldn't they both live at Iwaru um, I've just That's decided fair. that in like a weird fictional side world of how could this work? That's pretty much the only way I could see. Maybe they both run away to go live in his dad's village that his dad built, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I I like the Iwaru vision. I think that's fun because why can't two people run Iwaru equally? I don't know why it has to be one single madam. Just, yeah. like, split that work. Split it right down the middle. Equality. Because I think we've established that Hui has a pretty good head on his shoulders. So I think even giving him the opportunity to, like, break his sword again and say, I'm done with fighting. I'm going to start using my brain to get by would be an interesting yeah, alternate reality kind of spin-off thing. But since we're since we've mentioned the name, can we talk about Gilford one second? That's the only screen time he got in these two episodes. And I I mean we made it through the whole series without him confessing his love to anyone, which is perfection. Yes. Absolutely. No notes on that. What if that's who Cheeto's seeing? I'm just saying. <gasps> Raquel. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a thought. I kind, I, I'm attached to it. All of a sudden, I'm actually getting more stoked as time goes on on the whole idea. I'm also getting more stoked. I, I love that. <laughs> I don't have any concept of how old Gil is, but I guess it doesn't matter. Do what you want, Gil. He's ageless, and so's Cheeto. We're a power couple. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, yeah. They are a power couple. I'm so sorry, because you were saying something, and then I had that thought, and I immediately had to interrupt so that I could will it to be true in this world. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just saying that Gyul didn't get the send-off that he deserved. I feel like Huijay just left Iwaru and was like, Hobble, Iwaru's in your hands if I don't come back tonight. Gyul, bye. Uh, it's good knowing you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> didn't you guys die together? Thanks for the memories, Fallout Boy. <laughs> she bounced. Um, hi, he deserves more. He deserves better. Let's figure out something 
that we can do for Gil for a going away party. I would at least expect that he got invited to the annual dinners in the woods. Yeah. I would, we're the final finale, the monologue scene. I'm sorry, could he not be part of the picnic? Yeah, that's what, yeah. I just, it just makes so much sense that he would be there hanging out with the people that he protects. And has protected his whole life, for all we know. He's ageless. I don't know how long he's been at Iwaru, but... <laughs> they said since he was, like, 12, I think. But, yeah, I guess I don't... I don't get why they haven't surpassed their business relationship into friendship when they literally died for each other. Does that not make you kind of friends? Or is that just still part of the job? Yeah, that's still just duty? Because it feels like... Really, really deep, platonic love. Yeah. So you can't be invited to the picnic? <laughs> what? That's pretty messed up. But yeah, I guess maybe Cheeto was like, mm, he can't come. I don't want Gil here, because then people would oust him right away. Immediately, they'd make eye contact and everyone would be like, oh, you're in love. Oh my god, that's who you're seeing? Cool. We're here for it. Gorgeous couple. Gorgeous couple. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then it's fine. I guess it's fine that he didn't come. But also, he could have come for us. For us to get that eye contact moment. Yeah, maybe they take shifts. Maybe Cheeto's like, I'll be a little late. Then the, in passing, Cheeto's showing up. Gil's leaving. <gasps> eye contact. <gasps> Love. Eye contact. Just give us something to tell us this is not just in our minds, because it's not. It's not. It's This is real. <sighs> Gotta go back and watch the whole series and see if there are ever any moments that those two are actually in the same scene, because I could, hand I on my heart, I could met. not say. I could not <laughs> say. They have to have met, maybe not on screen. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't think we ever saw it, but I believe it. Yeah, they They've obviously met, met because they're in love, so... <laughs> How could they be in love now? How could they be seeing each other if they've never met? That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, We can just quickly go through Sono's goodbye tour, his farewell tour, because that was lovely. He got to see Moonbok, who had healed him, and get a little moment where Moonbok made a little joke and was just like... Welcome back to the world, but, uh, dang, my knees hurt, so I'm gonna get out of here. Like, <laughs> cute, sweet. And then he got a very tender moment with our other boy saying, I took care of your friend. And honestly, that felt like nothing until Sono took it away. He was like, this is a scene now. Oh, my heart. My heart broke ten times in a row. When he lost to that man, who I cared nothing for. I did not care even remotely. I, In fact, I had the thought of, of all of the friends to lose that we had made along the way, <laughs> they sure did pick the one I'm not sad about. And then Sono was like, look at my beautiful tear-stained face. Are you still not sad? Okay, I'm pretty sad, thanks, so. Sono. <laughs> not sad, actually. <laughs> oh, Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, he and Chido by the fireside talking about Hui. I also appreciated the explanation that Chido got swept off to war, because 
I should have guessed that. I'm just dumb for not thinking about it, but I was like, you really flaked on your friend there after promising him <laughs> that you would watch his kids. I did have the same thought. It was a very good explanation, because as soon as he said, then I got literally dragged to war. And then we saw how exactly that works with Hui, who got literally dragged to war. And so that doesn't seem like a big leap, especially if they were trying to get men who were loyal to Seo Gyeong out of the way. Yeah, like all the Black Snake unit was probably dragged to different parts of the war to die. Yeah. Uh, So it made sense, but I still hadn't guessed it. So I was like, oh, that makes... Yeah, okay. That makes more (laughs) sense. That tracks. (laughs) I was a little bit frustrated with you for being like, I promise you, I'll watch your kids. I will raise them to be good kids. I will protect them. Nope. Nope. You didn't do that until they were 20? And then you saw the two, one of them in, a, in Iharu, and you were like, oh shit, well I've gotta kill the guy who's trying to send these guys to jail. <laughs> That's the plan? That's the promise? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sono's death row. Very good. We also brought back that dude from the, b- the kind of bandit camp. Who? Yeah, eye patch guy. Yeah, <laughs> Raquel made the motion for an eye patch. So thank you. Yeah, um, records dude, well. I did not recognize him at all when he first jumps out of the woods and says, "Hui, I was worried to death about you." I was like, "Are we supposed to know who you are?" <laughs> And they put him back in the place he's supposed to be in, which is at a table (laughs) full of food and saying, please, everybody eat. And I was like, oh, yes, if you put him in exactly the same situation, then I'll recognize him. It's not just deja vu. It's character building. It's how we set up it. It's scene building. We don't know who these people are without it. No, I do that all the time with students at school here. I'm like, I don't know who you are. Without your school uniform on, if you're out in public in regular people clothes and not in a school, like who are you? Who are you? I don't who know what class you're from. I actually have a real life situation that keeps happening every time I log on Instagram. You know the suggested for you friends section. Yeah, there's this one woman who she's my age i call her a woman normally i'd say girl and then at the last minute i decided to be an adult and then i decided to take it away by over explaining (laughs) um i see her every time i scroll past the suggested friends i know her i know her name i know that i had a class with her i could not tell you what class what school what time in my life (laughs) What we learned together, what conversations we have had, I could not, (laughs) I could not ever tell you because I have not seen her in that setting for so long and I will never see her in that setting again. And I will never know. Was it my engineering (laughs) classes? Was it my engineering classes at my first university? Was it my engineering classes at my second university? Was it not even my engineering classes? Was it my communications classes? I don't know. I do not know. And that is who Man is. (laughs) That is this man. You need to go back to your assigned seat so that we know who you are. (laughs) 
fair. That I'm glad I'm not the only one it happens to. Because <laughs> I feel like you're typically good at that. You see people I in know. K-dramas and you're like, oh, it's that guy from Mr. Sunshine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Who? I also, it's a weird skill I have because I forget where I put my keys, but I can remember every movie and show that every actor has been in based on looking at their face. I love that for you. It's very helpful, especially for this podcast. We need to offer something, and I think that's a skill that you offer our listeners. It's who's that face. It's who's that face. It'll come up in our (laughs) bonus episode. Listen for that next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good about this, but I'm excited to ruminate on the ending. I watched it last night. You watched it just now. So Mm -hmm. I think in a week, when we record our bonus episode, we will have different opinions or we will feel more grounded in our opinions. Yeah. Maybe be better at explaining exactly why we feel the way we feel or change our minds and be better at explaining those feelings instead. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything for right now that you want to throw in before we finish? Because I think, yeah, I just want to ruminate on stuff. Yeah, I want to sit with this one. I, I don't feel like we talked about Bong Won maybe as much as I not even wanted, but would have expected. But I mm-hmm. can't think of much to say. Right, I, I want to sit with my feelings. Oh, there was one last uh, observation that it was the same scene you mentioned of him sitting on the throne, laughing and crying. So fucking cool that it was in an empty throne room. Yeah. No one was there. No one... His father didn't show up to his coronation. His All of the men loyal to him were either dead or dead and killed by him. And he sat alone in a room and told himself that he did well. Ah, what an ending. So powerful. He got the best ending. Yeah. The best and the worst, which is what he deserved. The most deserved ending. And that's all I have to say. So if anyone has... Sorry, did I didn't do a last check-in. I figured nope. that you, yeah, you were yeah, done. Yeah. But okay. Uh, if anyone else wants to explain to me either why I feel the way I feel or wants to explain to me how incredibly wrong I am for being remotely dissatisfied with this beautiful, perfect show, either opinion is incredibly valid. We'd love to hear it. You can write to us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave comments directly on each of our episodes at playonk.com if you want to share your opinions with everybody, including us, and we would love to see them there. You can also find all of our past episodes, every other drama that we've watched, as well as links to our affiliates if you want to support the show while also getting a cool service for yourself, like NordVPN so you can be protected and also watch K-dramas that are available in different regions. You can (laughs) build your skills on Skillshare, or you can start a podcast with Blueberry Podcast Hosting. That's all at playonk.com. Yeah, and then the freest way to support us is to rate, review, or subscribe wherever you find our podcast. Uh, Whatever combination you're able to do at the location that you find our podcast is incredibly helpful for us. It helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah! 
We do still have our Patreon. We kind of revamped it so that it's more of a just donation place. We don't do any extra bonus content or anything on there right now. We're kind of taking a break from it. If you'd like to donate and say, just keep doing your free podcast. We love it how it is. We support you. Keep doing what you're doing. You can do that at patreon.com slash playonk. And thank you to everybody who is supporting our show. It means a lot to us and it keeps us on the air. It keeps our website running. So yeah, it helps a lot. It does go to support the podcast as it is now. And we thank you. Thank you for it. But of course, uh, I guess I wanted to mention it again, just in case you used to subscribe to get the bonus content and now we're not doing it anymore go in there and cancel like if you're not satisfied with your patreon experience just go cancel we will not be offended and we completely understand but we thank you all for your support on patreon uh i think that's it yeah, yeah, and if you forgot you're subscribed, uh, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. totally. Don't. This is a good place to, yeah, uh, do a quick check in with yourself. Am I subscribed to their Patreon? Do I want to be? Two questions to ask yourself, and that's all. And thank you so much, and we love you. <laughs> and we love you. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. You can join us next week for the bonus episode of My Country, The New Age. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>